Let's just start off with our mission statement today. Hope for the city, hope for the world. Everybody say hope. hope. We got to have hope, amen. Just, man, when people lose hope, it's just so tough. It's so tough when people lose hope. You know, my friend, our member, church member, Tim Brown, they, they told him this week he has a, a tumor on the right side of his brain. And they asked me to come up there, you know, being a pastor sometimes isn't fun. But they asked me to come up while they explained everything to him. So the doctor showed the MRIs of the, the tumor. And when you look at your, with your natural eyes, it's like, oh my gosh. And, and you see it, you're like, that thing's huge. And you, and you got Tim just laying right there going with tears. And you can just see how the enemy just tries to suck the hope out of him. Because the doctor says, you know, the best thing for you is to be put on hospice and to go home and just live out the, the best you can for the rest of your days. Nobody wants to hear that in the hospital. Nobody wants to hear those words. Go home and die. Man, we need hope. We all need that hope. That hope of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Tim always texts me or he calls me on Sunday morning. He says, this is the word for the day, Pastor. And it's usually pretty much in line with what I'm going to talk about. So I text him the, today. This is the word for the day for you, Tim. Ask. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. That's our hope. That's our hope. We ask anything in his name, he will do it. And that's what we got to hold on to. It's, it's like, don't feel sorry for Tim. Do warfare for Tim. Amen. Do warfare for Tim. Because our, our vision is changing lives by reflecting God's forgiveness and love. We need to love one another, people. We need to love one another like never before. As... as um, Cindy said, I had to think, Cindy said, you know, it, it, in these days, this hour, it, we can't mess around. Philomena said on the floor, receive from the Lord, receive from me, says the Lord. We've got to walk in forgiveness. We can't, we can't receive from the Lord and not forgive people. We can't. Receive from the Lord and not love people. You know, we just can't do it good. We had a new members meeting and it, man, it was just such a good time being with the, the people that are just joining New Hope right now. And I was just so excited. But, you know, it, it's when, when you're in, in those meetings and, and you're talking on things and just seeing the hope to seeing the, 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 the love, it's just so awesome. See, and God is calling us as New Hope Family Worship Center to reflect God's love and God's forgiveness to the world. Not just in the church, but outside the church. And, you know, forgiving is, 
is one of the best things you could ever do for yourself. You know, you forgive people not for them, but for you. It lets you off the hook. We're afraid to forgive because we're afraid. Well, it's just letting them off the hook. No, it lets you off the hook. It stops, you know, because it says in the word, if we don't forgive, then we open ourselves up to the tormentor. You can read it in Matthew 18, verse 35. You know, if you don't forgive, you're opening the door to be tormented by the devil. Who wants to be tormented? Anybody here want to be tormented? Oh, so we got to forgive, amen? And we've got to love. We love because he first loved us, amen? And today, the title of my message is Empower. Everybody say Empower. Empower. Why don't we stand for the reading of the word, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 this morning. This is my favorite scripture for my life. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Dear Heavenly Father, as we stand before you today, I pray, Lord, that you just empower us. Lord, that you would empower us again and again and again, Father God, that we could be that witness, that we would be your mouthpiece on this earth, Father God, to share the love of Jesus with people. And Father God, that you would give us all that strength today, Father, that you'd be glorified in our lives. We love you, and we thank you for this time here in your presence, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. So there was these guys, and, and they were what, what you would call exorcists. Exorcists are people that go around and they cast out demons. Okay, anybody ever cast out demons before? It's quite the fun thing. Hallelujah. But one day, they see this guy just speak to the demons and tell them to go in the name of Jesus. And the demons left. They're like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Maybe we ought to do it. Now, these men didn't know Jesus personally, but they thought, hey, if it works for him, it'll work for us. So, so they go to this guy's house where this man's possessed, and they're excited because of what they've seen, and they can't wait to try it out for themselves. You know, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. You know, but let, let's pick it up. We'll read it in Acts chapter 19. Um, it says in verse 13, it says, Then some, some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. Well, who are you? <laughs> then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. I mean, oh my gosh. So, so, so what do we know from this? There were seven of them. 
that go in the house. And they were, they were the sons of a Jewish priest, Sceva, and they used the name of Jesus and Paul. Okay. Paul was a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. You can go back in the book of Acts and you can read where, you know, Paul was on the road to Damascus and, you know, and then his voice came from heaven and said, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute, or Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And then he became blind and they led him into, the tent, into Damascus and, and how the man went to him, Ananias went to him and prayed for him and the scales fell off of his eyes and he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. These seven sons were not powered by the Holy Spirit. They didn't know Jesus. The book of John chapter 15 talks about abiding in the Lord Jesus. It says in verse four, he says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So unless we are abiding in the vine, unless we are connected to Christ, unless we have more than, a, you know, because you can have head knowledge about Jesus and you can have spirit knowledge about Jesus. You can know about him or you can know him. Those seven sons just knew him. They didn't know about him. I mean, they just knew about him. They didn't know him. We need to know him, amen? We need to abide in him. We need to be so connected with him that, that you know, I know, you know, Delon and I a lot of times can finish each other's sentences because we've been, we've been abiding so long together that we can just know what each other's thinking. You know, and me, I just know what she's thinking, so I don't say anything. That's why I don't talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going on in my head <laughs> but it's so important to abide in Christ to stay connected to him amen we've got to hold on to him with all of our heart with all, with all of our soul with all of our mind we've got to be connected to Christ amen we need to be close it's not like you know we did a play one time when I was doing young adults and we, we had a guy that played Jesus and he, this guy got saved and Jesus just went with him everywhere. He just followed him around everywhere the guy went. And, and then the guy was starting to backslide a little and he wanted to go to, to parties, you know. And, but Jesus would go with him and the guy would be dancing and everything and Jesus would be right there with him. You know, and the guy was just getting so upset. He's like, hey, you know, he'd go to leave the house and he'd say, hey, you stay here, Okay. You just, you just stay home tonight, okay? Don't, don't come with me. And, but then he'd, he'd go to go and Jesus would just follow him. And Jesus would be at the party with him because he, he never leaves. So, because when we're connected, we're abiding, right? We're, and so what he did, Jake, is he wanted to get with this girl. He wanted to hook up with this girl and Jesus was gonna go with him. And, he, and this is the way we ended the play. He took Jesus and he nailed him so he couldn't follow him. That's what we do. We nail him to the cross when we don't want him with us. Our sin is what put him there. And we think it's okay that we go and do our thing, but it's not okay because we're putting him back on the cross. 
We think it's okay. Oh, I'm going to do my thing. It's my life. I don't hurt anything. I'm not hurting anybody. But Jesus, we can't just keep living our lives that way that we think it's okay. I'm all right. No, we got to get right. Amen. We got to get to the point that we're so connected with God that we're not getting beaten up by the demons. Amen, because that's what happened to these guys. They didn't know Jesus. They knew about him, and they got tore up by the demons. We got to stop getting torn up by the demons. We got to stop living our lives in such a way that we allow the enemy to come and have his way with us because of the decisions and the choices that we're making. We need to be close to Jesus. We need to just, ah, I mean, so close. There's no room for anything else. Back to the seven sons. They heard about Jesus. They saw what Paul could do in the name of Jesus. They thought they could do the same thing. They got beat up. They tore off their, his, their, he tore off their clothes and they left the house naked. I mean, oh my gosh. They knew about Jesus, but they didn't know him. And when you look at them, after the resurrection, Luke chapter 24, these two disciples take off and they're going to go to a city called Emmaus. And they're walking. And as they're walking, you know, they're talking, Jake. They're talking about, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I wonder what they did with his body. They're not sure of the resurrection. They're not sure of where Jesus' body was. And they're, they're so confused and they're walking. And then Jesus comes up alongside of them and says, hey guys, what are you talking about? Why are you so... Why are you so depressed? The guy said, man, where have you been? Don't you know what happened in Jerusalem? You know, they crucified that man, Jesus. He was a prophet. He might have even been the Messiah, but they killed him. And now his body is missing. We don't know what happened to his body. We don't know if he rose from the dead. And listen, Mary had already come and told him, Jesus rose from the dead. I saw him. And they're like, yeah, right. So Jesus Breaks down the scripture to these guys. And, and, and as they're walking, and they get to a mess, and they say, Hey, come eat with us. And he says, No, I'm going to go on further. And they're like, No, please come eat with us. And they come in the house with Jesus. They come in the place, and, they, and the bread is there, and Jesus breaks the bread. And when he gives it to them, their eyes are open to who he is, and he disappears. See, if we have communion, not just drinking the bread and, I mean, drinking the juice and eating the bread, but if we commune with the Lord, we'll know who he is. Like you said, when we come in here, we got to know. We got to know who he is. And when you connect with him and you're communing with him, there's no doubt in your heart or your mind about the things of God. You're not moved by everything going on around you. You're not moved by that stuff. You're just so connected with Christ and he brings you such peace. I walked into the hospital room with Tim the other day and he had just found out he had a brain tumor. And he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he said, I'm gonna meet Jesus before you, how about that? I said, but not today. Not today. You got to know who he is. And you got to connect 
in such a way that nothing's going to divide you or pull you apart from him. Amen? We've got to stay so connected. You have to know Jesus is Lord, amen? He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the great I am. He is our almighty God, amen? You can't just read about him in a book and connect to him. You got to have that fellowship with him that you're so um, caught up with who he is that you, nothing moves you. People go to all the church all the time in America. Man, we watched the movie this week. It's called The Remains. The Remaining, whatever. <laughs> it was a rapture movie. And it's just... Yeah, I mean, the people that are going to get left behind, oh my gosh, it is going to be terrible. And listen, if you think you're going to get saved after the rapture, good luck. I mean, in the movie, they, they, showed, they showed people getting saved after the rapture. But man, it's so much easier to do it now. It's so much easier to do it now, to just press into Jesus right now, to stay connected to the Lord right now. But just because you come to church doesn't mean you know Jesus. I mean, just because you park or you sit in the garage doesn't make you a car, right? Just because you sit in the church doesn't make you a Christian. You gotta be connected, you gotta be committed, amen? Just because you, just because you said a prayer one time does not get you there. Well, I prayed one time. See, when Jesus, I love it because, man, when Jesus got with people, there's transformation. They left their old life behind. He just, Greg, he's so powerful. He walked along the beach. He said, hey, guys, come follow me. And they're like, okay. And they left, they left their boats. They left their mother, the father. They took off, and they started following Jesus. They just went after him, Leah. They just said, we're going to follow you. We're gonna, where, do you, where, do you where do you sleep? I don't have a, a place. Okay, we're going anyways. What do you eat? Whatever comes my way. Okay, we're going to go anyways. Where do you get your money? Whoever gives it. Okay, we're going to go that way. Now us, we're like, oh, I got to have security. I got to have a place to live. I got to have food to eat. I got to have clothes to wear. And, and, you know, in Matthew 24 or Matthew 6, he says, listen, don't worry about what you're going to, you're going to stay. Don't worry about those things. Just seek me first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and his way of being right. And he'll take care of the rest. He just wants us to come after him. Amen. He is looking for us to just come and seek his face. Amen. That we stop playing games. We stop messing around with the world. And we just come after him. That we're so connected to him that we know what he's thinking. You got to let him just fill you with the Holy Spirit. Is this because we're called to do the things that Jesus did. We're called to do the things Jesus did. He said, Monica, I want you to do what I do. Go and do it. You know, I went through a point in my life that when I would pray, all he would tell me was believe. That's it. I'm like, God, I believe. I believe. I'm like, God, I'm your favorite. 
I believe. I think I'm his favorite. You might think you're his favorite. That's okay. I'll share. But he, he just, for two months, all I heard was believe. And I'm like, you got to give me more than that. So I was in a meeting one night. I went to the altar to get prayer. I don't care. I didn't care who was praying for me. I just wanted somebody to give me something more than believe. So the guy praying for me is like two rows behind me, and he's just barely touching a finger on my shoulder. Can't hear a word he's saying. I'm like, wow. God. And he goes, believe. I'm like, I believe. And he said, believe the works that I do, you do also. There must have been something in me because it broke me. I said, God, help me. God, help me. See, because when you look at what Jesus did, the things that he did, and he says that you're going to do greater things than that, God, help us. Help us raise the dead. Amen. Help us get people saved. Help us be that voice like John the Baptist that went crying out in the wilderness. Help us not be afraid to share the love of God with people. Help us, Lord. Help us to heal the sick. Help us, Lord. I mean, when you look at what he did, help us to cast out demons. Help us to love people, God. Help us to not judge people, God. When we were at the members meeting yesterday, I told him, I said, listen, you hear the saying, love the sinner and hate the sin. But as the church, the body of Christ, we're not very good at that. We look at the sin and we already have judged. So how do you, you move from the judgment to the love? Jesus did that. He loved people. He didn't condemn them. But you know what we do? We condemn ourselves. Nobody's going to have to condemn you. You're going to do it yourself if you don't connect to Christ. He gives us a whole Bible, very thick. I love this Bible because it's, I told uh, Liz today, I said, this is one I won't give away. I mean, I'm giving Bibles away, but I won't give this one away. It's really large prints. <laughs> and it feels good. I love the way it feels. It's just got that leather that just, you know, Jake and I only paid 20 bucks for it. But the word, putting it in you, grabbing hold of it, living it. Oof, where did I go? I got to back up here. I went to all my slides, came on one picture. Okay. But when you, when you read the word, just because you read it, doesn't mean that you can do it. 
You have to know Christ. You have to be in fellowship and be connected with him so that when you're walking with him, then he can say, he can say, hey, pray for that person. And you go, okay. And you do it. And you're obedient to him. Amen. You have to connect with the Lord. It's so important that you connect. Except people go to church all the time, but then they still don't do what Jesus has called them to do. Um, just because you see somebody do miracles and you see how they did it doesn't mean that you can do the same thing. You have to be connected. We had a guy come one time. And he said, hey, listen, you like what God's doing right now? You won't keep it unless you do what I did to get it. Pray, worship, read the word, seek his face, amen? You have to be connected to Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit. After Jesus was resurrected and he met with his disciples, this happened in John chapter 20. He said, Jesus said to them again, verse 21, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. You see the power that you have in Christ? You have power. So this was their point of salvation. This is where the disciples got saved, when he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Holy Spirit that draws all men to Christ. Amen? It, the Holy Spirit draws us. The Holy Spirit comes. I've sat right there, and the Holy Spirit fell on me. Man, and I started crying, and I was, I was scared to death, man, because I'm like, why am I crying? You know, I don't like to cry. <laughs> I was crying like a little kid, man. I'm sobbing right there, and the pastor's up here, and he's preaching, you know, and he's, he, he had to see me because I couldn't control it. I was trying to be quiet, but the Holy Spirit, when he falls on you, he's just drawing you to Christ. He's drawing you to him because he loves you. And when we reject that call, that's when our heart gets harder. See, like Pharaoh. Pharaoh rejected the first time. No, not going to let you go. Then 10 times after that, not, and his heart got harder and harder and harder. And every time that we push back against the Holy Spirit, our heart gets harder and harder. And the Lord told me that day, he said, today's your last time. And I'm like, what? He says, if you don't receive now, you'll never will. See, we can't, we can't keep being staunch and like, no, I'm good. You got to surrender and just press in. The Holy Spirit draws us. In, in, in Acts 1.80, he says, Jesus is telling them that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. So in John chapter 20, he breathes on them and the Holy Spirit comes. And, and it says that they were saved. See, but he tells him, you go and wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come who was with you will now be in you, amen? Acts chapter two, verse one, he says, the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord in one place, in unity, in one place. They were, and suddenly, everybody say, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled Everybody say all. 
all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And this is where the infilling of the Holy Spirit happened to them. So um, when we're born again, we repent and we surrender to Jesus, amen? But we're also empowered by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit that comes to you, that draws you to, to Jesus, where you got saved, but then there's also the infilling of the Holy Spirit where you're empowered. Okay, it's a two-step process. Amen? Amen? It's two steps. The gift to us is the Holy Spirit. He gave it to us. When we become born again, he gives it freely. The evidence becomes speaking in tongues. The evidence becomes the fruit of the Spirit. The evidence becomes the power of God in us. Amen? And you can speak in the Spirit and... And pray in tongues. And the other evidence, like I said, is, is empowering. Empowering. Peter, the man who denied Jesus three times, denied him three times, got filled with the Holy Spirit, went out of that upper room. When we were there, when we were in the upper room in Jerusalem a few weeks ago, somebody got filled with the Holy Spirit, began speaking in tongues there. It was a wonderful time. I'm telling you, you need to go to, we're doing a trip, Pastor Mills got it down to maybe around $3,000 that we're going to be able to go for next year. So if you want to go, get ready, save your money. But, it, you know, Peter, he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes, out of the, he goes out of that upper room and he stands up with such boldness. And he says, these men are not drunk as you suppose. And he lays it out for them. 3,000 people got saved. 3,000 people got saved and baptized. 3,000. It was incredible. This guy, Jake, who had denied Christ 50 days earlier, is now preaching, and now 3,000 people come to Jesus. I mean, oh my gosh. They probably didn't have follow up slips or any, you know, they probably didn't have Bibles. Oh, that's right. They didn't have a Bible back then. They didn't have anything to give them. The people just committed to Christ and they started following Jesus and they came as much as they could to hear about him. They came to learn, amen. And Peter just poured into them. But remember, you shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that's what happens. That power is there to, to do miracles. That's the word in the Greek, dunamis. It means to do miracles. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in us. Listen, the, the greatest miracle that you can do is win some people to Jesus. Is that the power of God? See, because you shall be witnesses, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the empowerment is to be a witness, not just raise the dead, heal the sick, but to be a witness, to win them to Jesus, amen? Just stop for a minute and think about how many people you wanted Jesus last year. Think about it. How many people came to Jesus because of you last year? Because that's what we got filled with the Holy Spirit for. To tell somebody, to be that witness. We're not to be like the seven sons of Sceva 
just knowing about Jesus and not knowing him. We need to be so connected to Jesus and the Holy Spirit that we can do the things that Jesus did. John 14, verse 12. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything, everybody say anything. In my name, I will do it. It's not about just reading the Bible. It's about eating the Word. Amen. That it becomes a part of who you are. That you put on the character of Christ. You're abiding in him. You're so attached to him and he's attached to you, amen. And Jesus declares this. He says, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. John chapter 14, verse 15. Verse 15 says this. He says, if you love me, it says, keep my commandments. Ron King version. If you love me, do what I say, says the Lord. Do what I tell you to do. And he says, and I'll pray to the Father. He'll give you another helper. And that word helper means someone just like him. Who, that he may abide with you for just a little while. Forever. He'll be with you forever. Not just a little while, forever. He'll never leave you unless you've got to nail him to that cross again. Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. He dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you. He'll be in you. He'll be in you. Look at your neighbor and say, he'll be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Such a promise to us. Such a promise to us. But he began that passage with obedience. Be obedient. It comes down to being attached to the vine, not doing our own thing, but the thing that Jesus created us for. That's what he wants. That's what he's looking for. Miracles, moving in the power of God, letting the Holy Spirit who empowers us to move through us, witnessing, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, that should be a part of our normal day life. That it just flows like a mighty river out of us, amen? That it just bulls people over by the love of God. We just need to start listening to his voice. The voice that gives us divine direction. That gets us where we need to be. It is the Lord's desire to fill us, to empower us, so that we move in the empowerment of the Spirit. Amen? That's his desire. And I know that he wants to do that today. He wants to empower every one of us today. So I'm going to ask you this. If you'll get up out of your seats today and you'll just come to the altar today. Let's get into that position today where he can empower us. That he'll fill us today. You can come, you can stand, you can kneel down. 
whatever. There's altar benches there. You can get there on your hands and knees. But we just need to come. We need to seek him today. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you for your promise to each one of us. That you would fill us, you would empower us, you would help us. You'd send the helper. You'd help us to be that witness. you help us to do miracles. Lord, we know that we're not in this alone. And I pray today, Lord, as we humble ourselves before you, Father. Yeah, God. That you just fill us overflowing, Father. Oh, shandara dikirara no 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 ma. Yeah. Praise you. Jesus. Jake, why don't you just lay hands on some people? Delonda, go ahead and pray for some people, please. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you do a supernatural work in us, Father. Oh, Father, just fill my sister today, God. Fill that baby in her womb today, God. Yeah. That that baby would know the presence and the voice of the Lord coming out of the womb, God. Let it be a supernatural miracle. Lord, the way you did John the Baptist, you filled Mary, Lord. Elizabeth, you filled Elizabeth, Lord. And that baby in her womb, Lord, just fill my sister today, overflowing, God. Yeah. Let it flow, God. Just seek him. Come on, just open up your mouth. Begin to seek his face today, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We just press into you today, God. We press into you today, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, just touch each one of us today. Touch each one of us today, God. Give us that divine direction, Father. That, Lord, that we know, that we know you. We are so connected, Lord. Let there be a connection today like never before. Let the Holy Spirit just connect Connect. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, connect. Oh, Rabbasso, yeah, just let it flow, God. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Oh, Shandara, let it flow, God. That's that connection, that holy connection, that holy fire, God. Let it flow in us and through us, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Just touch us today, God. Touch us today, God. Just fill us, fill our hearts, God. Fill our hearts, God. Yeah. Oh, Ramasikiridide. We just press into you, Lord. We press into you, Lord. We need more of you, God. We need that empowering today, that empowering today. Oh, hallelujah, Father. I pray you do a miracle, my brother, today, God. Do a miracle in his knees, God. Yeah. Lord, put the tissue and the sinew there, God. Hallelujah. Do a growth, Father God. Create a miracle in my brother today, Father. Let the hand of God just come and touch his knees today, Father. Just touch him today in the name of Jesus. Oh, yay, God. Touch him today, God. Touch him today in the name of Jesus. Let it flow in his heart too, God. Restore, restore, restore. Redeem the years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Oh, just let it flow, God. Yeah. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, just fill us. Fill us. Come on, you guys got to seek him a little better than that. <laughs> you know, I went and I prayed for Tim the other day. You know, and I was a little bummed out when I prayed for him. And he looked at me when I was done and he said, you could do better than that. Come on, you can do better than this. Seek him right now. Seek him right now. Seek him right now. Just press into him. Yeah, press into him. Press into him. Let it flow, Lord. Let it flow, Lord. Let it flow. Yeah, just fill him today, God. Yeah, fill him overflow. Yeah. <laughs> let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. The name of Jesus, just let it flow, Father. Yeah, glory to you, Father. Glory to you, Father. Yeah, let it flow, God. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let it rain down, rain down, rain down. Let it rain down, yeah, rain, rain down. Yeah, just fill it today, Lord. Let the Spirit of God just fill her overflowing, Lord. Releasing her her heavenly language, Lord. Just ask Him to give you that heavenly language if you need it. Yeah, if you ain't got it, you need it. Trust me. Oh, just let Him. Oh, let Him fill you today, Lord. Fill us today, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Let it flow, God. Let it flow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, just fill her today, Lord. Overflowing, Lord. We press into you, Lord. We press into you, Lord. Come on, press into him. Press into him. Press into him. Come on, I can't hear you. Come on, when I want something, man, I'm not quiet. I'm not quiet. Yeah, just give it to him, Lord. Give it to him, Lord. Give it to him, Lord. Yeah, just bless him today, Lord. Bless him today, Lord. Oh, this sweet young boy, Lord. Just fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Let it rain down. Let it rain down, Lord. Just fill him today, Lord. Just fill him today. Give mama strength today, Lord, yeah. Give mama, <laughs> just fill her today, God, with your strength, Lord. Empower her, God. Empower her, Father. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, be so. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, Lord. 
Fill her, God. Fill the baby in her womb today, God. Fill her overflowing with who you are, God. Hallelujah. Let it rain, God. Let it rain. Hallelujah. Overflowing, God. Let an abundance come, Lord. Yay. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. An abundance. Yay. Oh, let it flow. Let it flow. Yeah, shut down a little. No, 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 yeah, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, praise you, Lord. Yeah. Oh, just bless her, Lord. Just bless her, Lord. Yeah, no more. No more. No more. No more. Let those aneurysms be dissolved. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it flow, God. Let it flow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Let it flow, God. Mm, dissolve everything that's not of you, Father. Let every lymph node be clear. Father God. Do what no man can do, God. Yeah, just clear him up today. In, in the name of Jesus, shrink all tumors. Shrink everything. Dissolve, dissolve it. Dissolve it. Dissolve it. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. I'd like you all to come in agreement for me, with me as we pray for Tim right now. Okay, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Tim. We speak to that tumor. And Lord, we command it to be dissolved in the name of Jesus. That it have no place in him, Father. Lord, that you would destroy that thing today, that he would sense it even right now, God. He would sense the pressure coming off right now. He would feel his left side coming to life, God. Lord, that his heart would be restored and redeemed today in the name of Jesus. Now you touch his heart, Father. Touch his heart today, God. Do a work there, supernatural. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we pray right now for every curse. That's come against him to be broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, the, the heritage, Lord, let the heritage of the Lord be upon him. We break every curse against him today in Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name, just fill Mike today, Lord. Fill him overflowing. Just fill him, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Praise him, amen. Amen. I know he loves you. He loves us. Ma'am, in the brown sweater there, that boy is precious to the Lord. He is your gift from God, and God's got his hand on him. And I just, the Lord would say, protect him. Protect him. Because God's going to do some great things in his life. Protect him from the outside forces of this world. There's even things on TV that he should not watch. Just protect him. Protect his eye gate, his ear gate. God's got his hand on him. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. How many of you love Jesus today, huh? Amen. Well, I'm going to let Jake and Liz come. They're going to talk to you for a minute. And I'm going to... Hey, listen. Come back Wednesday night. It's at 6.30. Come back and press in with us. Amen. Come back and press in. We've been 20, 30 people on Wednesday nights. We need 60, 70, 80, 100 people on Wednesday nights. We need you to come and press in. You know, is it a stretch? Yeah, it'll stretch you a little bit. But I'm telling you, you need to come on Wednesday night. You need to press with us, amen? God God has a plan, and he wants you to press into it. So don't forsake Wednesday nights. Don't think you've done your duty.